Good evening, and welcome to the third episode of Square Eyes Syndrome podcast. Uh, I'm Ben Gilman, and as always, I'm joined by Tom Hill. Hey. And Troy Salmon. Hey, what's up? Hey, man, how you guys doing? Very well, man. Yeah. You're all keeping safe indoors at the moment? Everything good? Yeah. Yeah? How about you, Tom? Yeah, yeah. Haven't left the house in 15 days. Uh, <laughs> uh, what record? Um, so, um, who wants to go first? I don't know, any of you. Well, I think I went first last week, didn't I? So, you guys. Is it? Okay. I'll go first then, because um, I have a few things. So, you may cool. notice, stop me if you notice a theme this week. Oh, damn. Okay, go. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to hit some nostalgia today i'm, I'm, I'm going oh, wow all right all right yeah yeah, yeah. All right. so you must probably figure this out in about five minutes so anyway, first episode i've gone cartoons this week a little bit well i mean we're really leaning into the cartoons this week oh damn it you copied, copied me damn it go on okay this is cool <laughs> crossover maybe the same platform <laughs> Um, Mighty Ducks. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Mighty Mighty Ducks is number one. Oh wow! Okay. Disney cartoon, not the ice hockey film, which has a similar name. I think about it. It's it's easy. There's an easy confusion going on there. (laughs) I'm talking about the cartoon from 1996. It's a one season show. It's about ice hockey and ducks. We were from an alien planet. Do you guys remember this show? Yeah, I, I remember. Vaguely, vaguely, though, vaguely. I've watched it um, because you may now know that me and my wife have got Disney Plus in. Um, so basically, we've been, because for her in Japan, they didn't have what we had in the UK, at least. Uh, all the Disney TV shows in the Saturday morning. She just knows the films. So I've been checking, I've been using Disney Plus a lot this week to try and see how good value for money it is. Um, so, you how know, I think it's six pound a month. Yeah, and they're uh, adding to it as well. Uh, they've got all the Simpsons, which is like a big deal. But right. it's a big, huge big deal because those box sets are really expensive to have it no I'm not dishing the Simpsons I'm saying it's awesome to have Disney own the Simpsons yeah Fox oh shit yeah of course yeah and they're talking about Family Guy coming over Family Guy aren't coming over to Disney that's not happening Family Guy on Disney no 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 way that's that's a big fake rumour um but basically, Mighty Ducks is uh, it's okay. Um, I, you know, nostalgia glasses. Some of the dialogue just makes me go, I like this show. And a little bit of my soul just keeps dying. Uh, Rescue Rangers, still one of the greatest theme tunes of all time. Rescue Rangers. Sorry about that. Um, you know, it's no Rescue Rangers, correct? Uh, I think yeah. I heard the name. I can't remember that. I don't know. I think the name. I don't know. I don't know. What's better, Chippendale Rescue Rangers or Ducktales? That's what. 
Yeah, I haven't got over to DuckTales yet, but it's on there. Like that's got a banging theme as well. Um, but I've just realised Chippendale's voices mm, quite annoying now. It's an older pair. <laughs> My wife told me to tell her and it off in about five within about five minutes because the voices are grating on her nerves a bit. Um, you know, and I watched a bit of the Star Wars Mandarin. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool actually. Is that the one with Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda, or what's the child? <laughs> I would use the show's name, the child, not the uh, Twitter meme, Baby Yoda. Exactly, the child, the court, the child, yeah, exactly. Yoda, it is a same race as Yoda. Exactly. Stupid Twitter. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's good, it's brilliant. Um, obviously with the coronavirus thing it might slow down the Marvel shows which is why I wanted it because um, you know the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff exclusive shows are a big selling point for this platform Yeah. so hopefully this thing doesn't slow it down too much because you know it could really rival Netflix if they get this right um, anyway I'm going all over the place like a drunk driver tonight um, <laughs> that's alright do you know Gargoyles? Of course. Underrated classic. That's a classic. What about you, Tom? No, can't say I've ever heard of it. <gasps> what? Tom, can you please turn off your microphone and walk away from the podcast? Thank you very much. <laughs> no, I'm joking, no. If you get Disney Plus, though, sir, please check it out because it's quite a mature. Troy, you know what I'm talking about. It's a very yeah, mature. Show What's for kids. Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Yeah. Yeah, gargoyles. Yeah. Fantastic. It's very. Uh, it's it's got quite a big cult following since internet. I used to, I used to have the to- I used to have the, the figurines. I used to have the toys. Yeah, that's quite a good show as well. That's about well, gargoyles. They get transported from olden times into the modern. Well, nineteen ninety eight. If that's called modern, twenty-two years ago, Troy. How old do we feel now? Um, it's, it's pretty decent storytelling for kids, actually for adults as well. Actually, it's a lot more violent than I remember. Yeah, so it was a more adult type show, isn't it? It was more like oh, towards the evening we used to show it. Mm-hmm. Also, the X Men, because obviously Fox is now owned by Disney. Um, I've been watching that. And uh, it's nostalgia. Are you t- I mean, you know, Tom brought up the DuckTales and the Rescue Rangers theme tune. Yeah. That, that violin going... Class, I've got the box set right now. I've got the box set right in my house. Ah, mate. Goodbye, box sets. I mean, I was watching this before I went to work this morning in my pyjamas for a bowl of cereal, and I felt like I could be transported back to my childhood in my pyjamas, watching this on Saturday morning television. <laughs> the minute that theme tune hit. Oh my God, the feels when you hear that tune all my days. We used to, we used to sing it at school, that theme tune. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's the proper theme tune. I, I mean, it's an absolute smasher of a, of a uh, song. Um, oh yeah, and I finished the end of the effing world. I'm not going to say the F word because we're trying to keep this Podcast PG. PG. Um, Sorry about do you remember the first episode I talked about a comedy about a serial killer and his girlfriend? Yeah. 
Well, I have now finished the first season. I really, really loved it. Um, it's a bit screwed up, but it's what I think British comedy should always strive to be. And um, my wife still doesn't get it. I don't think she's looking for a happy American style comedy. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not how we do it here in England. We're depressing bastards, aren't we? Um, it ended well, but I don't see how you can do season two. They're going to have to change the characters in season two, I think. Or end the effing world. Yeah, but my thing is I've heard really... But like I said to you um, uh, two weeks ago, I've heard not very good things about season two. I've, I've heard a lot of bad stuff about season two, yeah. <laughs> which makes me worried it's on all four but I'm a lazy sod so I'll let Netflix bring it over to their service first I can't be bothered to watch it with Channel 4 player and uh, 400 adverts <laughs> seriously I have to- I could I could do so many things in those 15 minutes when I'm watching adverts bruv you have no idea oh my gosh Jeez, oh my god and, uh, oh my God, oh my God. Go on. Yeah, go for it. Your turn, Tom. Go on, Tom. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so you remember last week we were talking about the like, 100 best TV shows? Yes. And one of them that came up was the US version of House of Cards. Yes. <laughs> And I was disappointed to realise that none of you knew the UK version of House of Cards. So that is actually my first pick for this week. I knew it. You should definitely (laughs) go and watch is the British, the original version of House of Cards, which is from 1990, stars Ian Richardson, and it is a piece of genius set in politics. It's absolutely flipping amazing. It's all about backstabbing, setting people up, getting the best out of people, using the media to your advantage. It's just absolutely brilliant. And ten times better than the US version. How come? What makes the... In your it's opinion? just... Well, Ian Richardson is one of the best actors you'll ever see. He is, he is. And, yeah, it's basically him talking to camera like Kevin Spacey does half the time. So it's like watching a play on TV. And That's... it's just... It's basically the whole idea, the, the original story is based on the Shakespeare play Richard III about a guy who is kind of in the background, is promised big things by the king, the king then screws him, and he spends the rest of his time manipulating things until he basically becomes the king, which is what this story is, but it's done within the world of politics. So this guy is the chief whip, so his job is to kind of make sure everybody else jumps when the Prime Minister says so. The okay. new Prime Minister coming in, this is all set at the time when Maggie Thatcher left as Prime Minister. And so the whole country the starts. So basically it starts with the leadership election of the person who's replacing Maggie Thatcher. So oh. in reality it was John Major. In this it's a different guy. Yeah. And the whole point is that this guy, this Francis Urker, who's the play, played by Ian Richardson, is the yeah. chief whip. He's helped to get this guy into power with the promise that he's going to be made, be given a big move. He's basically been promised he'll be home secretary. And then when yeah. the prime minister, when this guy gets into office, he invites the guy and tells him, actually, you know what? I need to leave you where you are. 
you're really yeah. good at moving and getting the troops to do what they want, what I want. Mm-hmm. Doesn't realise that basically he's just completely and utterly made an enemy of possibly the most dangerous man he possibly could. He's a chess piece. And basically the entire first series is Ian Richardson's character, first of all, undermining the Prime Minister, whilst at every turn making it look like he's the only one who's on his side. Okay. And then to the point where the Prime Minister has to resign for another leadership campaign, and he manages to manoeuvre himself into being basically the only one in the running and become Prime Minister. So he goes from being quite happy to be a member of the cabinet to being shunned to then taking it all over. There's, there's a second, the second series, which is called To Play the King, is where he actually ends up taking on the monarchy. It's basically set that the queen dies and the character who is a really... It barely, barely even pretends not to be Prince Charles takes over and it's about him hating Urquhart and Urquhart hating him and basically the manoeuvrings of who's going to come out on top. Spoiler alert, Urquhart does. And then the third series is kind of him trying to set up his legacy as he becomes the longest saving prime minister of all time. Making the exact sounds like a sci-fi thriller. No, but he makes the exact same mistake that he made in the first book in the first series by telling somebody who has been absolutely loyal to him for everything so far that he's going to give them a big position in the cabinet and then when it comes to it says no I need you to stay where you are and they completely screw him so it's uh, like a cyclical thing it's beautiful have you not dropped too many spoilers I feel like I've just watched the show you have no idea how much stuff I've left out Okay, that's I've a good recommendation. A huge amount. But I couldn't tell you that there were second and third series without telling you that he wins the first two times, could I? Uh, fair play, and the Queen dies, so that really does sound like a really good fun time for me. <laughs> so, oh, I stand the royal family. I don't hate elderly people. I just like to point that out. I'm a care worker, goddammit. I just can't stand the royal family. All right. No, fair enough. Um, okay. so, yeah. so my question to you then is what is the big difference between the why do you think it's better than the American version what does the American version not do as well in your opinion than of the well, UK version I, well number one the, the American version is far more the politics is far more convoluted it takes a lot longer to get to the same place the ha- House of Cards is made up of six half hour episodes yeah the American House of Cards, for him to get to being the vice president, takes 13 episodes of an hour long each. Oh, wow. And has so many different machinations and things he has to do just to get to be not even the top person. But it takes then basically nearly 30 episodes before he gets to the place where our guy does inside of six. Do you remember... God, you could listen to me moan about 13 episodes seasons. I remember not so long ago, 22 was the norm. Oh, yeah, that, I've, got, uh, I've got nothing uh, against a series being that long. But my point is, this guy, in American politics, it's so convoluted that it takes forever to get to the same position. 
Yeah. Whereas, and the guy has to take, like, oh, what's his name? Kevin Spacey's character has to take a lot more risks. Whereas this guy, in the British one, he's incredibly clinical. He chooses his shots very carefully and manoeuvres it. He doesn't have to stick his head above the parapet too often. So he's it's, it's, a bri- it's, bri- it's a brilliant sign of, mani- of political manoeuvring and manipulation. He doesn't have to take too uh, many like risks. It's especially yeah. like a chess game. Okay. That sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Where is it, it um, sharing at the moment? What um, is there you a stream? Might find it on iPlayer. I don't know. It was a BBC show, so I'm sure you, I'm sure you'd be able to find it somewhere. If not, I can always. I've got it on like download, so I can always send it over to you. Okay, okay. I'm sure we'll send the illegal link in our. YouTube no, no, no. Page. I didn't say I had it illegally. For the viewers. No, I've downloaded it legally, paid for it <laughs> when it was available. Ah, yeah, so legally. Okay, okay, that's good. We don't want to leave. Yeah, that's that's what we want to be. We want to be good boys. Yes. <laughs> so, anything else, Mr. Tom? Okay, so my second one's a little bit different this week, and it's kind of two shows in one. Okay. Now, there's a lot of these shows on TV these days, but I'm going to pick two in particular. I'm quite a big fan of cookery shows, weirdly enough. Uh-oh. And the two that I'm thinking of is, and it's a weird juxtaposition, one of them is called Great British Menu. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah I've and seen the it. Other one, and the is other that, one is MasterChef. And the thing... <sighs> The thing I kind of like about it is Great British Menu is really talented chefs competing with each other to get to a banquet. And it's interesting that they're just really matter of fact. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. This is why I'm mixing these flavours together. Da, 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 da. Whereas MasterChef, which is a load of amateurs, are I'm so and so pretentious. And, the present- and, that's just the, and that's just the, the presenters, mate. I mean, I'm going to slap the two well, masters. No, 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 don't get me. John Tyrone is yeah. a great, is a good chef, and his opinion matters. Unlike that bald greengrocer who stands next to him and goes on about flipping puddings. So. <laughs> I'm going to drop you an exclusive. He came into. Well, I used to work at a supermarket. He used. To, he came in once. I can tell you right now, he's a class A pillock. I know. I've met him as well. He's a class. I met him at John Tyrone's restaurant. And he was being a Billy Big Bollocks. And he's, he is as... He's an idiot. Yes, he doesn't have any Big Bollocks. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean... And one of the other things, and it's just a personal thing for me, is... First of all, I like, I like MasterChef because these guys are having a go. But like I say, it's so pretentious in comparison yeah. to these guys who are professional chefs who are just, yeah, I'm doing this, bam, 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 and are just skillful. Yeah. And then you've got these people who, oh, I'm doing a whatever the hell it is, reduced wine jus and bollocks like that. Sorry, pardon my language. That's okay. <laughs> just doing stuff like that. And one of the things that I kind of enjoy doing, and it's just a personally perverse thing, especially when I'm watching MasterChef, is to be having my dinner of something really basic like beans on toast whilst watching these people sweat their 
asses off trying to make something that then get told it's crap anyway. So yeah, so that's just a personal thing that I enjoy doing. And it's I the reason why I watch MasterChef. But is it sound like every cookie show ever where they bitch and moan at the food? What's the difference between this and everything else? Well, it's the pretension of it. It's like, like I said, I mean, I'll be sitting there eating flipping beans on toast. If I was on MasterChef, I'd have to describe that as haricot beans in some kind of sweetened passata sauce on toasted rye bread or some shit like that. Good That's point. the way I'd have to describe it if I was doing MasterChef. Avocado. Enjoy. I'm one of those avocado haters. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand the avocado. can't stand it. I like it with salmon, but my wife's Japanese, so it's decent. That's the only time I've ever liked avocado. On its own, I can leave it. Fair enough. This is a cooking corner brought to you by Square Eye Sinfra. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, food okay. cookery shows in general, but particularly Great British Menu, which is brilliant. And MasterChef, which is unbelievably pretentious. Or Master Twat, as my brother once called it. <laughs> if you're describing the presenter, then I'm 100% with you. Because he looks a bit like Heston Blumenthal, and you would. If you saw him in the street, you would go for him, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, so basically, so that leaves Troy. Mm-hmm. Unless Tom has anything else. No, 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 that's me, man. Okay, some good choices there. Cartoons and cooking. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. So, Mr. Fish, what do you have? Okay, so, I had the first one of the anime. It's called Metabots. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Nah. No. Nope. Okay. I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. This show is actually probably... My funniest show of all time, this show right here, Medabots. Yeah. We're like, what? Right. But this show, oh my goodness. Basically, it's about a world full of like robots who are in service to humans. But at the same time, they use them for fighting as well. So it's almost like a, a robot fighting show, almost like Robot Wars, but the anime form. And yeah. there's this main character called Yeah, and this main character called Icky. And he's got a, a he's got a robot. Um, it's what you call that Medabee. And this <laughs> this show is just so insane because all this stuff has happened. You've got assassins in here. You've got people trying to steal robots, trying to steal parts. And the humor in this show is A1. cannot be the show. It's just the most simple idea for a show. It's like literally just AI robots and they'll fight each other and win the ring. But mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. That's what I can say about it. It's so good. Um... Yeah, it's so good. It's just simple, but if you if you've got any time to just check it out, it's amazing. Made the it's based off like a, a ga- computer game as well. That's where that's where it came from, a computer game RPG back in the day. So where would you where would you find it? Where you find it? Oh, um, right now. Second. So, so, so no, no, ignore me. In Troy's DVD player. Okay. <laughs> I know you're gonna say Ben. I know you're gonna say Ben, but. Hey, you look, I don't know. You might see it Crunchyroll somewhere. It's, it's, it's an anime, so you might see it there, Crunchyroll. You might see it there. It's no classic. Oh, I used to have Crunchyroll. I've massively gone off anime. Yeah, trust me. I had to watch it, man. It's, it's really old. That's why I only really watch the old stuff. I don't really watch new stuff, to be honest. Why would you? Yeah, I don't. Well, high school girls now. <laughs> There's only seven shows about high school girls and being, oh, I'm stuck in a virtual world. Oh, oh my God. Jesus Christ, that's 90% of anime now. 
that sold out online online business. They're the, the fanboys. Sold out online fanboys. I'm uh, going to just call that show the start of the end of anime for me. Really, that's what I saw that. <laughs> the fourth anime. Gee, weird. Don't even get me started on that that um, that show. Don't <laughs> please. Um, okay, so that is my first one. Keep it short and sweet. Okay, okay number two. Captain Scarlet and the Mistron Joe. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go old school out here. What's the gonna go? The classic <laughs> one or the new one? Because I've seen a cartoon of it. Yeah, the classic, no, the puppeteering one, the puppets. Yeah, it's the puppets, man. You can't be anything else. Puppets, man. Come on, you know that. Come on. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm this. I just got in the Mysterons. So literally, it's about these humans. We first met these creatures called the Mysterons on Mars. Humans fought them off, and basically, just just a whole rivalry just started from then off top. The Mysterons tried to get revenge on the, the humans. And they basically tried to invade Earth. They're shapeshifters. And literally, they created this person called Captain Scarlet. He's literally indestructible. That's his whole character. And he's trying to take out the Mistrons one by one. So it is an old classic puppeteering at its finest. They even made a reboot at some point as well down the line. It was almost like a, was it like a 3D version. Yeah, it's like a 3D. Really bad. I remember you yeah, CG. Yeah, 3D CG. <laughs> It was decent, but it was like, oh, mm, ah, it's possible. But they watched the original one, the puppet series, so good, so damn good. Really short episodes as well, so you can watch, you can basically just binge it whenever you want. Okay. Yeah, so that is okay. my second. What do you guys think? You guys, you both, you guys seen it, the original ones, didn't it? Which, sorry, say that again. You've seen the original, yeah? I've seen the originals. Yeah, man. Scarlet, yeah, he goes, oh, no, no, Tom, 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 for sure. Yeah, I love that stuff. It's, I really appreciate, um, gonna, I don't want to trample over your point, but like, I love the old school, you know, like Wallace and Gromit claymation style stuff. I love yeah, yeah. how much work they put into that. I love the old fashion of the puppets. Yes, I know yes, people yes. think yes. of how they walk, but that's a lot of work to get that. <laughs> exactly. To get, I've, I've seen it in real life, I've seen it, I've seen how they do it. It's just insane. It's mental. Oh, and one more honorable mention before I finish. Just going to throw this one out there. One Punch Man. Uh. <laughs> yes! One Punch Man. Uh. Simple story. The most overpowered character in existence. Uh. An amalgamation of so many characters, of so many heroes. Um, whether it be Superman, Goku, or whoever has been a hero, Naruto, whoever is combined into one. One Punch. One hit or quitter, it's a wrap for you. you I think I'm doing the podcast on my own next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm what joking. do you mean I finish? I finish, I finish. So, the main character, <laughs> the main character this year, um, he's, he's so powerful that he becomes bored with life in general because every person that he defeats, it's just like, it's too easy. So he's got nothing to do. So he just literally just hangs around until someone actually strong enough to actually fight him. So, yes, yeah, so that's the main story. That Just pretty really simple. Done. There we go. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All righty then. To quote Jim Carrey. <laughs> All righty then. Was it Aisha Ventura? Hmm? All righty then. No, that was... Yeah, that was Aisha Ventura. All righty then. All righty then. Yeah, that's Ventura. Yeah. Okay. All righty then. Alrighty then. That's all good. 
Okay. So I know, like, we did a really big list last time and it was 100. So I've decided, because, you know, I thought, because we were going to do deaths, but then I thought, not now. Not, not now. So I thought we'd be a bit lovey-dovey and do just a top 20. Because we're a TV podcast. I thought we could do for a laugh the top 20 couples of the decade. TV couples. A short one. Okay. Yeah. You guys want to do this with me? I'm just going to pick a random one. Then we're going to argue. All right, go on, go on. Hold on. Let me just see... Okay. Okay, all time. Top 50. We'll just run through this one quickly. Has anyone watched The Wonder Years? Yeah. Kevin and Windy. Winnie from The Wonder Years. Does that ring a bell? I've never watched this show, so I can't speak for it. Really old, it's really old school. <laughs> but dang, couple, oh, couples, what the freak? Oh, I don't know about that. Eesh. I don't know any of these people. Ah, oh, Monica and Chandler. Now, I want to bring up Frisco <laughs> on this subject here. See, I'm not going for every one of them. Monica and Chandler. Some people would say that's where the dip in Friends happened, right there. It was Monica and Chandler getting together halfway through the, the uh, series. What do you think? Uh, you could probably say so. Yeah, I'll say so. Yeah. What do you think, Tom? I don't know. I kind of agree because I still stand by that the fourth series of Friends was the best. But <laughs> yeah. I, I like Monica and Chandler as a couple. What's the name of that British actress that I can't stand? She's in Cuckoo as well. She's not funny. She's like a oh. drunk mum. Yeah. Just too many wines, you know. Oh, Cuckoo went off the yeah, deep I... end when, yeah, when the guy when the guy went. That was it. Cuckoo. I kind of miss Chandler from the early seasons where he was just a sarcastic motherfucker. Yeah, just and yeah, he... it's, it's straight out. Yeah, annoying. I loved him first couple. Of he seasons. lost. His, he was like so British in many ways, just always constantly being a prick, and I loved him for it. And then he. Just lost his claws to Monica. She turned him into a house cat. He was never the same again after that, man. Got soft. Very soft. Um, Homer and Marge from The Simpsons. Well, you can't argue about that, really, can you? You can. He's a terrible husband. Ah! Well, (laughs) it's iconic. Oh, he's a terrible husband. You know, he's the best character. I mean, when they launched The Simpsons, he turned into... um, He was basically... Bart was the main character, and then they realised, actually, no, Homer's a better character. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm surprised he's managed to get to three kids and they're still not divorced. Favourite moment of Homer and Marge? Favourite moment? Damn, it's hard. 
Don't know, man. I was really talking before they had kids because they did a couple of origin stories before they had kids. I always appreciated those. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was good. But I found out because we're watching, we're going to do a massive Disney um, Simpsons watch from episode one. Um, from Disney <laughs> First episode was a Christmas special. Interesting. Did it sound as it will help us? Because we're watching these in broadcast order. Very interesting. The first one is uh, Christmas special. Interesting. Um, 10. Uh, Marshall and Lily from How I Met Your Mother. Now, mm. I have to say, because this show is the more modern friends now. Yeah, basically, yeah. I'm more familiar with The Big Bang Theory. How I Met Your Mother, I don't hate it. But I see a friend's problem where it's 10 seasons, doesn't need to be that long. And I can see it not being funny later on. Uh, it's, it's, it went on too long, to be fair. It's going on way too long. But I've heard the last episode is really bad. Um, the ending is bad because the payoff you've been waiting for for 10 series is not that good. But yeah. He's just it's not, lost, it's not lost levels of shitty payoff. But it's Nothing is. Nothing is. I mean, the season 12 episode of Doctor Who is even better than the last thing. God, in thanks for... Season 12 episode of Doctor Who? The last episode of season 12 of Doctor Who. That mm-hmm. is maybe one of the worst finales I've ever seen, but uh, I lost, which, man. Which one is that? Oh, it's the, the, the one that was this year that me and Troy have ripped into offline, off of this podcast. Uh-huh. God. <laughs> Chimbo! Um, Corey and uh, sorry, to, Corey and Topanga from Boy Meets World. Oh my god, classic! <laughs> Girl Meets World is that a sequel? I've never heard of Girl Meets World. Yeah, it was a it was a failed attempt to. Yeah, it's probably a spin off or something. Is it the Joey? Is it the Joey to its friends? It's essentially that, yeah. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. But yeah, I'll take that. That's a pretty decent show from America. Um, oh, the next one. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Phil and Vivian. <laughs> yeah, and, until, they change, until they change the oh. original Vivian, yeah. In fairness, that, that was a strong marriage. I love that. I love the fact that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is in here. Underrated. They changed actress halfway through. Exactly, just, he just ruined it. Is it the... Definitely Uncle Phil is the same guy the whole way through, right? Yeah, yeah, Uncle Phil never changed the wife. There was a a contract dispute. Yeah. The woman who played um, the mother for the first few series didn't get on with Will Smith. And basically, he just went, we don't need you, we can replace you. Will Smith's never really... Um... Uh, this one this one makes me laugh because it's lost. Um, would you like to guess which couple from Lost are on this one? Ooh. Damn. Because it was known for its riveting romance. I don't think one of them. Actually, I can think of one. Charlie oh. and the Australian girl was pretty sweet. I was, I was, that was the one I was going to pick. Yeah. Yep. Sonogen. 
Sun and Jin, the two Korean. How is that like crazy? It's going to be all time best one. Come on now, silly list. Willow and Tara from Buffy, though. Yes, (laughs) definitely. When Tara got murdered, straight up jaw dropper right now. Like out of nowhere, just a straight gone. Definitely, definitely. Death came out of nowhere. I was like, what the hell? She got shot. I was like, what? So I think that's why it worked so well, is because it was more um just out of nowhere. There was no build up to it, no obviousness, just kind of like um boom, dead. I think that was, I'm still not over it. I'm still wanna I still wanna throttle Josh Whedon for that. Um <laughs> it would never heal. Um Sam and Diane from Cheers. I agree with this one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the classic will they, won't they? Yeah. Roseanne and Dan from Roseanne. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Less said about that, the better. Exactly. We're just a void. It's got Yorkie and Kelly from Black Mirror, which is San um, San Jupiter. That's a one episode. Is that really going to be good enough to get on here? That's weird. That was weird. That year, exactly. I mean, that's a one. I mean, it's a great episode. I love it, but it's a one episode thing. That's a bit weird. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> Um, Kurt and Blaine from Glee. What? God, what the f- What's a Glee? Oh, I know what a Glee is. Um, Kurt Blaine! Oh my god! I, oh, it's Kurt the. Oh, I know Kurt. He's the. He's the one that has the interest in just choice. He's the gay character, isn't he? For season yeah. one. I think I've seen him. Quite... I do remember him being very funny. I yeah, he, I, yeah, you, he, was, he was one of my favourite characters, to be fair. He was one of my favourite characters. Him and, this, him and the uh, cheerleading coach. They got the best lines. Just absolutely hilarious. The, the I never got... Him and him in the black girl. It was so funny because um, she, she always liked him because like Kurt and Kurt pretended to be straight. <laughs> so that's, that dynamic was the best for me. Them two. Him and black girl was the best. Okay. I loved it. That part was that part was epic. After that I dropped off. What about you, Tom? Uh not gonna comment because I've never watched Glee and I never plan to. Ah, uh, Glee, watch the first few scenes, it's amazing, yo. I know what I I've just seen one on here that I didn't talk about. Uh Shits Creek. Which is Jim's dad from American Pie. Um acting with his real son about a family who gets done for fraud and um, has to relocate to a small town which they bought for a joke. Um, And it spoiled a couple for me. Lovely. I'm not going to put the names out. I'm going to save you two from that one. Um, Yeah. And that's it. There's uh, other ones but I don't know them that well. Mulder and Scully. Oh, X-Files. Yeah. 
Number one. <laughs> number uno. Number yeah. uno. There's a lot of shows on here that I don't think really best of all time. Yeah. <clears throat> no Voss and Rachel. Um, no Buffy and Angel. Is there any glaring omissions? Because I've gone with the ones that we would all know. Really, I've cut it down. Yeah. Who else are good couples? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Great shows. It's hard. Couple. I don't really look for couples in my shows, really. But yeah, it happens, it happens. Well, me and my wife are still the best couple of them all. Uh, sorry, ego trip. Sorry, my bad. Bad, it's bad. got oh my god. Sorry, my ego. I'm putting it back in the shadows. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's got it's going away. Put it away. Put it away. <laughs> okay. So um that's the end of this episode. But um we've had some subscribers, we've had quite a few views happening. So please keep it coming, guys. Give us feedback, let us know. Um if you enjoy, please hit that subscribe button. And yep. share us over Instagram, your Facebook, everything, because we really would like to. Eventually, when we start getting email um, questions, I'm going to set up an email next week uh, for the podcast so that you guys can send us questions and we'll read them out. It'll be fun. And also, um, every after every three episodes, we we do a special historical. Uh, look at our complete old show, which is completed, which means it's not getting any more seasons. We were originally going to do a show, but after much discussion, we decided, one, it's too soon. It has to be at least three years old and definitely dead like for us to review it. So it can't be a recent show, which we're not going to say what the show is because we don't want to spoil it. And we don't want you to hate this show that's a replacement of um so we have decided because we also all have had to have to see the show so we don't spoil it for each other the first one up for the historical look back is being human which is the uk version not the us one um it's an underrated classic and um i think we're all looking forward to dissecting the whole run we'll go through the whole thing Next week. We're not going to say any more than that. I will save my thoughts for them. You guys looking forward to it? Heck yeah. I'm ready. Yeah? yeah? I'm ready. It took us half an hour to figure out the first one. So. It took a while. It took a while, guys. <laughs> but we have, we have got a couple of shows which some of us need to finish up seasons to get to be able to watch. So we've got a whole month to fix the second one. Anyway. Thank you for listening, and um, I let the, the other two say goodbye first. Tom. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Uh, thank you. Good night. Speak to you guys next week. Cheers.